Hello, how are we? Are we doing what? It is. What, what thing? But I'm not doing them. I can't say it if I'm not doing them. That's rude. That's stepping on Stacey's toes, and she's very delicate about standing on her toes. It's not okay. She's a dancer. She needs those toes to be able to do these things. Um, cool. How are we doing, you guys? It is so awesome to see such a great room full of smiling and excited faces. It's just makes my Friday to see this room of amazing people. Um, I'm Tim, for those of you who haven't met me before, I know there's a lot of new faces around. Um, short bio of who I am, I am a unapologetic nerd. Um, <laughs> I am the proud dad to three cats. Yes, I did birth them myself, that's how that works. Um, and when I'm not here doing stuff with the church and when I'm not at work, I'm generally either like being a nerd playing board games or I'm rock climbing. So those are like sort of the important things about me that you need to know. So this week at Youth, we are doing a series that Singe introduced four weeks ago that is about what does faith look like on the flat road? What does it look like to be following Jesus in between these mountaintop amazing moments like Camp No Fear and SYG? <laughs> these amazing moments where we feel really close to God and we know what the go is and we know what his plan is for our life and we feel safe and secure. And the valley moments where like everything seems to be falling apart and where we need God the most and we're screaming out for help and rescue because it seems like there's just nothing there for us. What does it look like on that normal everyday walk where things just kind of are the average? And last, last house party, he spoke about just prayer every day. Just simple, short, in the moment prayers God, help me with the exam that I've got on. God, help mum, I know she's having a hard time. God, help me to be nice to my friends. Simple, short, everyday prayers that help us get closer to Jesus. And I'm going to be continuing on that series. But first, I have a story to tell. Well, it's not really a story. <laughs> So last week, we had an epic study at our life groups, and the person doing that study was talking about how he's an engineer and he's really, really good with maths and how, as part of his uni course, he builds race cars and races them. Right? Mental. Like, just casually, just like, oh, just like, you know what I did uh, this week at uni? I was uh, sitting there and I did a class on calculus, and then I built a race car. And I sit there and I was like feeling a little bit insecure and I'm like, man, that's cool. Wish people cared about my job. Nobody wants to hear about supply chain efficiency increases. <laughs> and then one of you, one of you foolishly said, I'll be interested in that. So ha, 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 now you all have to hear about it. So I... <laughs> I work in the exciting and amazing industry of supply chain and logistics management. <laughs> Basically, my job is to make sure that things get from one location to a central location and then off to a third location. That's making sure all of that works is my job. Riveting, I know. <laughs> It's 
Specifically, my company works in sports medicine. So we supply the AFL and Cricket Australia and the Australian Olympic Committee with all their stuff that they need to keep their athletes healthy. All the strapping tape and ice packs and crutches and stuff. And because one of our biggest customers is the AFL, we have a really, really clearly defined peak season where we're hectic busy. And because on the other end, we don't have the AFL, we've got cricket, and cricketers don't get injured as much as footballers do. Weird. Um, we have a really, really clearly defined off-season. And as I was thinking about my work and I was thinking about this series, I realised that there's a lot of similarities between my work and our faith journey. Because the off-season is what you could describe as our mountaintop moments. We are super busy, there's a ton of money coming through, we feel like we're achieving the purpose of the company, we feel fulfilled, we go into work, and we feel like we've achieved something that day because we smashed out a bunch of orders and it feels great. And on the other end, in our off-season, we can sometimes feel really down and really drained because we have all the time in the world, but we're not really doing much, and the money's all sort of slowed down, and we've had to drop the casuals down to minimum hours, and like, it's just a really hard time. And the days feel like they drag on forever, and you're just scrambling to find anything to achieve. But the more I thought about it, the more I realised that in the middle, there's this period of time where you're not hectic busy yet, but you still have money because you've got orders still flowing through on either side of that busy period. In the lead up to and in the drop down off, there's this period of time where you both have time and resources. And it's got me thinking about the flat walk, the flat road path that we walk in faith. And how in that time, we also both have the time and the resources to make changes. Because when you're on that mountaintop experience of being really close to God, you've got that spiritual connection and you're there and it's great, but you don't really have time to implement any lasting change because you're just so in the moment. And in those valley times, you have all the time in the world, it feels like you have too much time, but the connection's not really strong in that moment. You don't have the faith capital or the faith cash to really be able to do anything. But on the flat road, you have a peak opportunity for improvement. <laughs> Business. <laughs> In the Bible, it calls... Sorry, I've just jumped ahead a little bit. And what I've realized about this period of time in between, these flat road moments, is this is when we have an opportunity to build a strong foundation for our climbs. Or because I am rock climbing obsessed, to build a strong base camp. In the Bible, it says this about building a strong foundation. It's Matthew 7, 24 to 27. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on rock, solid stuff rock. The rain comes down and the streams rose and the wind blew and beat against the house and yet it did not fall because it's built on rock. And because it had its foundation on the rock. Oh, man, it's right there in the verse. Um, but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. These are Jesus' own words. This is an instruction from Jesus to us to take his words and use them to build a strong foundation in our life to build the, like, the platform which we do everything else off. And as I, say, like, as I was talking about earlier, we can't do this when we're at the peak. 
because we just don't have the time. We've got all the like, resources in the world, but we just don't have the time to implement this. And we can't do this when we're in the valley because we've got all the time, but we just don't have the like, energy to do it. So on the flat road is where we actually have to build this foundation. And you build this foundation by praying and spending time with God, by reading your Bible, by getting wise counsel from people that have been before you, and any other way that you can connect with the Word of God, whether that be podcasts or coming to church or you, for however you do it, these are the tools. And we've been talk we're going to be talking about those over the course of this series. But I want to talk to you about the benefits and why we need to prioritize building a strong base camp. Now, in climbing, again, climbing, there's this concept where before you go to a wall, you spend time at the base of it, and you look up, and you read the route. And you figure out exactly what moves you need to do where and what equipment you need to get up there. And it's based on this principle that time spent prepping on the ground will ensure your success on the climb. Time spent in our Bibles gives us the fuel and strength to push through obstacles that would discourage us. You might be like climbing on a faith journey and all of a sudden some rando on camp goes, Oi, Tim, you've got a massive head. And you're all like, ooh, do I have a big head? Does that disqualify me from being loved by Jesus? I don't know. But then you'll realize in the Bible, like God's like, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. I knit you together in your mother's womb. I know the plan for you. I know the numbers of hairs upon that gigantic head of yours. <laughs> and you remember that what that person has said doesn't matter because the God that made you loves you and you're able to continue on that climb. My massive one is that I'm incredibly insecure and fearful. Whenever an opportunity comes up, the first thing I want to do is run, because I'm so unsure about myself. And it comes from a whole lot of weird, and like we could do a whole counseling session on that. But like that's my big like struggle when I'm doing my faith journey. But there's this verse in Joshua that I hold to my life the entire time. Like, every morning I get up and I think about this verse. It is on the lock screen of my phone, so I see it regularly throughout the day. And it's this verse in Joshua that says, Do not be afraid or discouraged, for I am there with you. And that's something I hold over my life, and that's what gets me through these hard times. The time I spend prepping on the ground ensures my success in the climb. The time we spend talking to our God gives us the encouragement we need when we feel like we don't have enough. The time we spend with wise people who have gone through these faith climbs before us gives us insight into how to overcome the tricky spots in the journey that we wouldn't have the experience to solve on our own. The time spent building a strong foundation will determine our success when climbing our faith mountains. The second advantage of a strong foundation is that it is a safety net for when we fall, and you will fall sometimes, we're only human, we make mistakes, it's okay. When we spend time getting to know God, when we spend time in his word and chatting with God and finding out what he says about us, we discover that his grace is endless. His love for us knows no limits. When we slip climbing our mountains and we come tumbling down and we feel like we're going to spiral into a valley of shame and guilt, God is always there catch us. And if we spend the time building our foundation, then this becomes a certainty that we know that when we come falling off, when we make a dumb choice, 
that lets us fall short from the perfection that is Jesus, that God's going to be there and he's going to catch us. He's going to go, it's all right, it's cool, dust yourself off. We're going to put you back down in your base camp. Dust yourself off, get ready, spend a bit more time prepping and get back up on that wall and start climbing again. We are not defined by our failure, but by the grace of God. And the best thing about our base camp is that as we grow and we get secure on the mountain, we can reset where our base camp is as we climb. So every time that we fall, we fall less and less and less. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in the equip session, so make sure you're there for that. The third great thing about building a strong base camp is that is where we build the signposts that point others to Jesus. There's this Bible verse from in Peter that says, Instead, you must worship Christ as the Lord of your life. And if somebody asks for your hope as a believer, be always ready to explain. Sorry, Bronte, I didn't give you that verse for the slides. But it's this call, and it's part of something that Jesus said, where like part of one of our main things as being a Christian is to go out and tell others about Jesus. And this is why we need a strong foundation, because it's from that foundation that we can then show others the way. If we're standing on this precarious ledge and we're like, hey, come up here, it's amazing, this God guy is awesome, and they're looking and they, and they go, geez, that looks really, really, really dangerous. That's not inviting. That doesn't show people what it truly means to live in Christ. But if we spend the time building this strong foundation, living our lives the way that Jesus tells us and making that a priority, then other people look at it and go, I want that. I want that safety net that catches me when I fall. I want that place where I can safely prep to climb the mountain and grow myself and be the best that I can be and live the full life that Jesus provides. It's on a strong foundation that we build the signposts that point to Jesus. Again, if we can get that slide back up, Bronx. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down and the streams rose and the wind blew and beat against the house, and yet it did not fall. If you build this strong foundation, you will not fall, no matter what comes at you. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who builds his house on sand. The rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell with a great crash. Build your firm foundation. Be the wise man. One, use your foundation to prepare your climb. Two, embrace the fact that it's a safety net to catch you when you fall. And three, build signposts that show others Jesus. Let's pray real quick, guys. Father, I thank you for this amazing room of young people. I thank you that you have incredible plans for them, and I pray that during this year, Lord, that they will build a strong base camp in which that they can show others to you, in which that they can know that they are prepped and equipped to take on any challenge that comes to them, and from which you will catch them when they fall. I thank you for the amazing things you're doing in their world, Lord. Amen.